The title of the message is called The Full Face of Grace. You know, I've been in ministry since 1996, and, you know, there's so many people that don't know much about grace, or if they do, it's, it's very little to nothing at all about the grace that God has given us. And I want to help you because in this time right now, there is such an ample supply of grace that God has given us. Uh, it's so important. Grace is so important. I mean, it's actually so important that, you know, Paul, probably out of all the apostles, had the greatest revelation on grace. He was a persecutor of the church. Um, he would imprison people, stand there, cast in his vote for them to be murdered and killed, stoned, whatever it was, those who believed in Jesus until God's grace shone upon him and he received that grace. You know, you can see it in every single one of Paul's letters in the very beginning and at the end. He's always saying, may the grace of the Lord be with you. It's so powerful. Actually, scripture says that we're told to actually grow in grace. Peter actually got a hold of this revelation too. We know that Peter had spent some time with Paul and uh, he mentions it like one time in the beginning of his letter in 1 Peter, but at the end of 2 Peter, his, his second letter, he says this, grow, increase, enlarge, and become greater in the grace and the knowledge, the knowing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're to grow in our grace. Well, how do we grow in something if, you know, how, do we have grace? What's going on? I mean, how do you grow in something if you don't even know you have it? Well, the Bible tells us in Ephesians 4, 7, to each one of us, grace has been given. Every single one of us has been given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. According to the measure of Christ's gift. So, we know that Scripture says we have it, but that doesn't mean we understand it or that we're walking in the fullness of it, that we have the full face of grace. Maybe we're just getting a profile picture of grace. We have just a little bit. We're not getting the full spectrum. And God wants us to have the full spectrum because He wants us to know that we have it and He wants us to know that we are able to grow in it just like in faith, from faith to faith. We grow faith to faith. Glory to glory. That's a greater revelation of his nature to a greater revelation of his nature even working in and through us. So I'm going to answer three questions today. Three questions. The first question is this. Where does grace come from? Where does grace come from? We're supposed to grow in it. And the Bible says, we just saw the Bible says that every single person has grace or at least we have access to grace. So where does it come from? Uh, grace comes from God the Father and is made available through Jesus Christ the Son. I'll say that again. Grace comes from God the Father and it's made available through Jesus Christ his Son. You know, someone had once said, maybe you've heard this before, grace as an acronym is, can be considered God's riches at Christ's expense. It's God's riches at Christ's expense. And I'm going to take you into the book of John real quick and, and, and kind of answer this question, where does grace come from? I'm going to read John 1, 1, John 1, 14, and John 1, 16 and 17. In the beginning was the Word. Now, I'm not going to go into a long teaching on this right now, but if you study the Word of God, you'll understand that the Word was Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was 
God. John 1.14 says, And the Word became flesh, took on human form, and He dwelt among us. And we saw His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father. Check this out. Full of grace and truth. He took on human flesh. He came and lived among us as a man. He laid down his rights. And he came and took on flesh like a man, just like us. But he was full of grace. And he was full of truth. It goes on to say, of his fullness, we have all received. And grace upon grace. That literally means grace for grace, or it's abounding. It's a grace that just keeps on giving. It literally means full grace. Of his fullness, we are able to receive full grace. Verse 17 says, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. You know, the law was given so that every single one of us could know that we're not perfect. We're not perfect. There's no way. There's no way, if you study the scriptures, there's no way, even those who, you know, study the law, you go into the law, even in that time, the law was never meant to be able to make us right with God. The law was given. You can see it through the Old Testament and the New Testament. It was given to show that it was impossible in our own works to be able to be made right with God. God in his genuine love towards us, sent his son Jesus, full of grace and truth, to reveal this to us and to help us in taking our place. So where does grace come from? It comes from God the Father, and it's accessed and made available through his son Jesus. The second question I want to ask you today is this. What is grace? What is grace? You know, uh, a pastor friend of mine once said this many years ago, and I, I just really appreciated it, um, said that mercy is not getting what you deserve. So mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. And you study through Scripture, that word grace is, is considered to be uh, God's kindness. Um, it's considered to be unmerited favor. It's his favor to us. It's a gift. It's forgiving love. God's forgiving love. It's salvation. It really is. And I'm going to read the scripture uh, in, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. It says this, For by grace, God's kindness, God's unmerited favor, His forgiving love, you have been saved through faith. And it's not of yourselves. You can't do it on your own. It's a gift from God. That word gift means a present. It's a gift. It's a present given to you by God. It's, it's made available to you from God through Jesus. Now, I've seen this for the first time this week when I studied this and, and I thought it was amazing, but that word gift doesn't mean just present. It also means a sacrifice. You know, when you give a gift to somebody, the gift costs something. Somebody has to pay the price for the gift. Those who receive the gift, they just get the gift. But the person who is giving the gift, there's a sacrifice involved. The sacrifice, the work, the effort into saving us is on God's hands. He did it. That's why it's a gift. It's so beautiful. The Bible says it's not a result of our works. 
so that no one can boast. We can't boast in this. So grace is really God's kindness, his unmerited favor, his forgiving love. It's his salvation. Now, there's a twofold thing here to this salvation. Yeah, um, I want you to understand, obviously, it's, it's a saving grace. So it's really, it's that salvation. It's, uh, it's uh, that grace is to save us from the wrath of God that's to come. There is a wrath of God that's coming upon all those on the earth who have not received Jesus, who choose to reject Jesus. But God don't want that to happen. That's why he sent Jesus to reveal the truth to us so by faith we can just believe in the sacrifice that he had given. You know, this week we're celebrating Holy Week. Today is Palm Sunday. Jesus was coming in, you know, kind of overlooking Israel, that crest of coming down into the, you know, what, that trail into Israel and, and, and with the donkey and there, all the people, their palm branches. The Bible says that they would lay their coats and, and different palm branches and all these things, you know, in, in the road so that he would uh, be able to make a way, a path for him to come. And I can see that as, uh, you know, just the grace of God made available that was coming to the people at that time and from then on out is available to every single one of us. God's grace is unmerited favor. The Message Bible says it this way, and I like it. It says, saving is all God's idea. It's all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. We just have to trust him enough to let him do it. When I think about that, I think about Israel. I've been reading through, you know, I read through the Bible as a whole, you know, uh, each year and, and just have finished uh, Exodus. And it just reminded me of that scripture where Israel had just been delivered from, from Egypt and they come and they're between a rock, literally in a hard place. They're between the mountain on one side and the, and the Red Sea on the other side and the Egyptians are chasing after them. And the people begin to complain and they're scared and they're fearful and they're, they're thinking, we came out here just, just to die. What's going on? And Moses said, listen, don't be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of God. He will fight for you. God is the only one that can do things for us that we cannot do for ourselves. So yes, you know, there is an element of this salvation of this grace that is towards, it is a saving grace for our salvation to save us from sin. You know, um, the, the ministry called Messenger International, it's a ministry of John and Lisa Brevere, um, they did a survey uh, several years back asking uh, thousands of Christians, and they consider them, this is their words, they consider them, these Christians, to be born-again, Bible-believing, Sunday-going Christians, what they thought grace was. And the three answers, that the main three answers that kept coming up out of those thousands of people that they had uh, did an interview with in, in, in that survey, one of them answers was salvation. People believe that grace was salvation. Another one, that grace was an unmerited gift. And the last one, that grace was forgiveness of sin. And that's great that the, you know, the majority of evangelical Christians believe that it takes God to save us from our sins. But there's another level. There's another, there's a full face of grace that God wants for us, not just to save us from our sins. You know, we eventually will be with him, you know, in the eternal realm, but there's a grace that we're able to tap into right now in our everyday lives that most Christians don't take advantage of. And in this survey, they come out to find out that less than two 
out of every 100 believers thought that grace was God's empowerment. And that's what it is. It's saving. It's really his empowerment to save us from our sins. But it's also God's empowerment to save us from our weaknesses. This is not, this is not nothing new. It's been in the Holy Scriptures for many years. But you can see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 because, you know, Paul, uh, one of the greatest apostles, I love his teachings, is his teaching on grace and many other things that he has, the love of God. And uh, the Bible says, you know, he had all these revelations, different things were going on, but he considered this one thing to be a thorn in his flesh. He just really considered it to be there was a weakness in his flesh. And it bothered him so much that he asked the Lord to remove it from him. And this is what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 and 9. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away, this thorn in the flesh, this weakness. And each time he said, my grace is all you need. It's sufficient, another translation says. It goes on to say, my power works best in your weakness. Isn't that amazing? Grace doesn't work in place of your weakness. It works through your weakness. That, that sets somebody free today. Grace does not work in place of your weakness. Grace works through your weakness. The Passion Translation says it this way. My grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weaknesses. See, we think when we're weak that we fail. But in reality, according to kingdom principles, when we're weak, that's when we have our greatest strength made available to us. It's the strength of Jesus Christ. It's out of his fullness, out of the fullness of his grace we have received. And it's unending. It's, un it's abounding. It it's a full supply at every moment, no matter what you're walking through or where you're at, you can tap into this grace. Actually, it says it in, I believe it's uh, Hebrews chapter four, where it says we can come boldly to the throne of grace anytime we need to receive help and find grace and mercy in our time of need. And that door into that, that holy place is through Jesus Christ. It's given by God through Jesus. It's his kindness. It's salvation from the wrath of God towards sin. It's salvation from our weaknesses. You know, I had a prophet uh, uh, speaking to my life many years ago. It was, I think it was in the early, uh, mid to late uh, 1990s. And uh, I was a youth pastor then. And uh, just still struggling to find out who I was in, in Jesus. You know, we all kind of finding got to find our identity in Him. And kind of struggling with the same thing thinking because I was weak that I just wasn't measuring up. I just wasn't good enough. The fact is we can never be good enough for God. He loves us just the way we are, and He transforms us into His image. We can't transform ourselves. It's all His grace. It's by God's grace that you are who you are today in Him. It's by God's grace that you're able to be even more in Him today. And this is what this prophet said to me. They, they said, Sometimes God will lead you to places to prove that you can't so that he can prove that he can. 
See, we think that when God takes us to places, the desert, whatever it would be, places where our weaknesses are exposed, that he's picking on us or um, that we feel like we're a failure. But according to this scripture, Jesus said, that's when my power finds its full expression is through your weakness. Because we have to rely totally upon him. And I want to I want to finish with you know, I said I was going to ask three and answer three questions. The last question is this: We know where grace comes from. Now we know what grace is. The fullness of grace is not just saving from sin. It's also the ability to save us. God's divine empowerment, His divine enablement to help us in our weaknesses. Here's the last question: How do I activate grace in my everyday life? This is what we need to know right now. Even in the situation that the whole world is walking through right now. You know, this crisis is, is, is happening all around the world, but you know what? We've already had a major crisis that's been here since Adam and Eve took a bite of the forbidden tree. It's the crisis of sin. And through that sin, we became weak. We lost our connection with God. But listen, I want to help you today. I want to empower you today because as we, we talked about earlier, every single person has been given grace. Grace is made available to you. And I want you to know how you can tap into it. So here it is. Three things that you can do to activate grace in your life. Number one, you need to acknowledge that grace is already available for you. You need to acknowledge right in the midst of whatever it is you're walking through when you feel like you're the most the most, you failed the most, you feel like the most failure to anybody else, there's just no way, you, you feel so inadequate, you feel so helpless, you feel so weak, you need to acknowledge right there, wait a second, there's something else, God has given me grace, grace is made available, in full measure, you have to acknowledge it. Number two, you have to adjust your thoughts and your actions with the abilities, God's abilities available to you through his grace. You have to adjust your thoughts and your actions. You know, it's easy to hear that God is giving you grace. It's another thing to begin to adjust your thoughts and your actions. And I'm gonna help you out with this because your thoughts would be obviously meditating on those things. It'd be a great idea just to go into the scripture and find verses about grace and God's ability and even who God says that you are and begin to speak those things and meditate on those things. And they are gonna be contrary to what your natural nature is going to speak to you. But that is where you're gonna find your power. It's in what he says about you regardless of how you see yourself. You gotta adjust your thoughts. You've got to adjust your actions. So that's your words speaking out of your mouth. I'll never forget, this is, you know, for years, my pastor, Pastor Greg Squire from uh, Freedom Life Church in Kissimmee, Florida, he would always say, especially when we moved out here and started this church from scratch, and there would be times when I felt so weak, I felt so inadequate, I felt so unprepared for what was ahead and what we were walking through. And his answer to me was always, you've got grace, Jeff. You've got grace. And I'd be like, yeah, I know. So the Bible says, I got grace. But inside I was saying, that's great, Pastor, but I need something right now, okay? I, I just don't need, you know, just, you know, give me, I need real power. You know what I'm saying? Give me a word. <laughs> and we always said, you've got grace. And I'll be honest with you, it took a couple years for me to hear him say, you've got grace. And I agreed with the word that I had grace. 
but I didn't change my thoughts and I didn't change my actions to line up with what grace really wanted to give to me. And I had to, I had to, in the midst of all that, begin to change what was coming out of my mouth. God, I do have grace. You gave it to me. I recognize that. It's here right now. And that leads us to the third thing and the final thing. In faith or in trust, you have to draw on grace with thanksgiving. You know, I love this scripture. The Lord revealed this to me uh, over this last year. It's in Isaiah chapter uh, 12, verse number three. And, and the prophet is saying, hey, you know, it's, it's out of joy that you will draw from the wells of salvation. You know, that word salvation in the scripture doesn't just mean salvation from sin. That word salvation holds every promise that's available in Jesus Christ. It don't matter what it is, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, it's all available for us. And it comes through grace. You have to believe. You've got to draw. You can consider joy your measuring cup of what you're drawing out of salvation. Grace is made available to you. You have to acknowledge it. You have to adjust your thoughts and your actions to God's ability available to you through His grace. And you've got to, by faith, draw on grace with thanksgiving. You know, I, I try to do this every morning. I, I learned this a couple of years ago. When I come into God's presence, I just begin to thank Him. And one of the scriptures I use, this is a great scripture that shows all this together, uh, really the, the Trinity. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 14. And it says, it's the last thing that Paul says in that, in that uh, letter to the Corinthian church. He says, the grace of the, our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So when I come into God's presence, the first thing I do, I go to God the Father and I say, I thank you for your love. And I meditate and I take time to be able to verbally express to him my gratitude for his love for me. And then I turn to Jesus and I say, Jesus, it's through you that I have grace. I thank you for your grace, your divine enablement. You saved me from my sin. I am free of guilt and shame. But I am also empowered for everything that will ever come my way, no matter what it is. Bible says where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. That word sin, yeah, it means, you know, missing the mark, but it also means weakness. No matter how much weakness abounds, God's grace does much more abound and is, is available to you. I'm persuaded, I'm fully convinced if you'll activate these things in your life, that you'll walk in a greater measure. And as it says in Romans 5, you'll find yourself that you'll be reigning and ruling in life as a king with Jesus in your everyday life. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want to just do this right now as, uh, as we just finish up here. You know, we talked about grace being, you know, that salvation uh, uh, from sin. If you're watching today, if you're listening and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know that His grace is available to you to save you from your sin. You don't have to carry that guilt and that shame of the things that you've done, of missing the mark. You know, sin, it means to miss the mark. It really does. It, it, and it actually paints a picture. In the Hebrew, it actually paints the picture of seeing a target out there and like shooting arrows at it. And the funny thing is, it paints the picture of no matter how many arrows you shoot, you will always miss the mark. And not just miss the mark, like miss the target, not be able to hit the bullseye. 
you won't even reach the target. That's how far our sin separates us from what God has designed for us from the beginning. And this is what grace does. It makes it available that through him, that hole that we have, his grace fills that hole, covers our weaknesses, empowers us to be able to receive forgiveness of our sins. If you need your sins forgiven today, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, you want to surrender your life to him, I want you to do this right now, wherever you're at, lift your hands up, even take a stand, stand to your feet, I'm going to pray a prayer, you can pray this with me, there's no power in the words that I'm going to say as much as it is as the faith in your heart. The Bible says, if anyone confesses that Jesus is Lord and believes in their heart that God raised them from the dead, they will be saved. And this is the evidence of that. God's Holy Spirit will come live on the inside and you'll notice because old things will pass away, all things will become new. If that's you today, would you pray this with me? Maybe you're just here, maybe you're already saved. Let's, let's, let's pray this together. Father God, I come to you. I acknowledge you. You give me grace. And this grace is made available through Jesus. I receive Jesus. I receive your grace, Jesus. I receive the sacrifice it took, your sacrifice of your body on the cross to give me this gift of salvation. I believe you died for my sins, that you rose again. I welcome you to my heart. Be my Lord and my God and my King. Be my friend. Lead me in your way everlasting. In Jesus' name. Listen, if you prayed that prayer uh, after this, after we're done here in just a moment, uh, there'll be a link up there that says welcome response card. If you're first time, you can fill that out. If you just, if you just said that prayer, you received Jesus, maybe you rededicated your life for the very first time, please go get that response card. Fill that out. Let us know. We want to help you. We'll reach out to you. Be able to help you from where you're at to where God wants you to be. Last thing I want to do is this. If you're watching today and you've been struggling with a weakness and all you've been doing is concentrating on that weakness, God wants to turn you around today to adjust you to be able to see that it's not a matter of your strength or your weakness. It's a matter of who he is. And it's when you are your weakest is when God can work his grace through you the most. So if that's you, whatever that weakness is, whatever that area you feel like you feel, let's, let's just lift it up to God. Take your hands and just lift it up. This is a, this is a form of, of worship and praise to God. It's actually, when you have your hands like this, it's considered yada. And it's just, it's just, it's a giving and a receiving at the same time from God. So just pray this with me. Father God, I just give you this weakness. You can name that weakness, whatever it is. Name it, put a name on it and give it to God. I give you this weakness. I give you my failure. I give you what I can do, God. I give it to you. And I thank you that you give me your ability to do what I can't and can never do. Just release it to him right now. And in the place of you lifting up your weakness to him, you're going to find out when you bring your hands down, your hands are full of what you need to be all that God has called you to be today, right now. 
and tomorrow and in the future, whatever it is, you give him your weakness and he gives you his strength. That's grace. Isn't God wonderful? Isn't he wonderful? I hope you got a fuller perspective of the face of grace instead of seeing half of it looking right into the full eyes of the grace available through Jesus Christ. We love you. We encourage you uh, to, to stay connected with one another. And, and I just want to pray to you as, as we finish this service today. But, you know, God is so good. I love doing this because we was even talking about this this morning. I love this blessing because the Lord showed me, you can see it in, in numbers that uh, God told the priest to do this over Israel. He said, when you do this, you're putting my name upon them. And when you put my name upon them, I'm going to bless them. And I just read this this week. Whenever Aaron and Moses went into the meeting, tent of meeting, they came out. And it says, when they came out of the tent of meeting, meeting with God, they came out and they blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord was revealed among the people. A greater revelation of who God is. So I say this to you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord be gracious to you and smile upon you. The Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. In the name of Jesus, we love you. We'll stay in contact this week. And I just encourage you guys, share this with somebody. Uh, stay connected. There's the, the stuff on there is available for you to be able to, to give, and it, whether you give online or um, be able to give. Um, also, uh, you can send a check, whatever, in through uh, the mail as well. But please help us to reach out to somebody. Even take today, just call somebody, reach out to them and call them. Let them know that you love them. Talk about the message, whatever. Pray for them, okay? We love you guys, and we'll see you soon. God bless.